This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, so let's talk about something that maybe we know a little bit more about. Let's talk some college hoops here on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. I'm Chelsea Messenger, Kate Constable, filling in for Jake today. Let's start with the futures market. And Kate, I have already kind of talked about how difficult I think it is to predict a winner of March Madness. But over the years, there has been a formula where I believe it's a team that is, I need to double check this and I have so many notes, I feel like I can't get to it. But it's a team that's like top 40 in offense and top like, I want to say 30 in defense. Like I think defense is waiting, uh, weighted a little bit more. I think every single NCAA champion in like the past 12 years has subscribed to this kind of formula where a team is very balanced, they have a good offense, but also a really solid lockdown dependable defense. Is there something that you look at when trying to predict a winner in March Madness? I would say I, I, I'm with you. I look at the defensive end of the ball a little bit, a little bit um, mm-hmm. more than the offensive end, which is why, I mean, Kentucky, um, a lot of people like them to make it far. I think their ceiling ceiling is probably like a final four team. They just aren't consistent on the defensive end. So can you trust them to get stops in a close game down the stretch? I don't think you can. So in that case, I think you look towards teams like a Houston, um, a UConn, maybe in Arizona. And I know that's like very easy to say because those are some of the top teams and will probably be number one seeds. They have some of the top odds, Um, but it's that and it's teams with really good guard play. Again, like we talked about earlier in the show, guard play shows up so much more in these tournament settings and against uh, non-conference opponents that, you know, don't know your the ins and outs and don't play you twice a year, every year for however long, you know? So those are two aspects, guard play, defense, um, and experience. You have to have a veteran player on your team. Again, last year, Purdue, their guards were really young, inexperienced, kind of the moment overtook them a little bit. So uh, some veteran leadership as well always helps. Yeah, I found the stat that I was looking for. Since 2002, every national champion has had a top 40 offense and a top 25 defense. So I was relatively close. Uh, But just showing that defense maybe matters a little bit more. I would say if you are going to take one of the favorites, like UConn is the favorite over a bet MGM, just five to one. I think the question is, do you take them now or do you wait till the bracket comes out? Because the thing about UConn is I feel like this price is only going to go down. Like five to one clearly is not, you know, we use the, the term value all the time. I think it's always relative. 
But I do think that UConn is going to be sizable favorites in most of their games in March Madness. So do you think this is one you bet now? Or, because I think the caveat is, in March Madness, it's not just the better team who wins. A lot of it's dependent on matchups. Like certain teams don't match up well against other teams, even if that team on paper is a worse team. So if you like UConn or one of these favorites, do you take them now or do you wait till the bracket comes out? I think for a team like UConn, who will be a big favorite over nearly any team, you have to take them now. I don't think you're going to get a much better number on this. Um, just because as they continue to win throughout the tournament, these odds are only going to shrink, as is the case for literally any of these teams. But UConn is one of the teams where I think that they can match up with most opponents. They have the big mm-hmm. men. They have the guard play. They have the defense. They have the coaching. Uh, they have kind of all the intangibles that you need uh, experience. Clearly they know what it takes to win a national title. So UConn is one of the teams that I think if you like them, you take them now at five to one versus waiting uh, Houston. Maybe that's a team that you're a little bit more matchup dependent just because they are more of a slow pace uh, defensive minded team. Same with um, Tennessee for the most part. I know they put up a big number last night, but for the most part, a slower paced defensive team where if they get in a, a matchup with a team that likes to run and gun and get up and down the floor and, and really speed up the pace, maybe that matchup doesn't quite uh, play out in the favor of those two teams I just mentioned. So UConn, take them now. Everyone else, I think you could, you might be able to wait a little bit and kind of see how conference tournaments play out, um, how they look in those games as well. And you might be getting different numbers. I think the other narrative that I tried to maybe take a look at when trying to pick a winner is what team has really high potential, but maybe they've just been underachieving. Like those are the teams that I like to look at as well. Cause we saw that the year that North Carolina won the national championship. I believe they won that year. Uh, The year where Mm -hmm. they played Duke in the final four, like that year they were kind of sandbagging. They had really elite talent, but they just didn't put it together in the regular season. I think you could cr- probably make that case again. They have certainly the leadership and somebody who has been there and done that before in Armando Baycott. They've got great guard play. Maybe not as good as those years, but still at 18-1 to 1 to win it all. I don't think that is a terrible play. But when you're looking for other teams further down the board, I think there is another way to play this. Maybe you don't play them to win the national championship. You can bet on who makes the final four. So I think that there is a ceiling to some of these Cinderella teams. Like we saw it with San Diego State last year. They had a great run. They made it to the national championship. But usually when it comes to the final game, the cream rises to the top. And we've had a lot of Blue Bloods winning the national championship. So if you're looking for value on one of those teams further down the board, I feel like it's better to play them to make the final four as, a, as opposed to maybe placing a bet on them winning it all. I, I actually really, so uh, Iowa State is a team that I'm very high on this year and Creighton mm-hmm. as well. And Creighton, you can get Creighton at plus 650 to make the final four. A lot of the the, the aspects that you need, guard play, uh, a good big man, defense, coaching. Creighton kind of has all of that. They've, they've dropped, what did they, um, they just lost the other night. Who was that too? They beat UConn and then lost to St. John's. 
So maybe, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're getting a little bit more value here with Creighton coming off of a loss. But I like Creighton at plus 650 to make the final four. I think that's something that's worth um, putting some money on. Illinois has been really good. I don't like Illinois just because I'm a Big Ten girl and I'm an Iowa fan and Illinois is a rival. So I tend to always want to root against the Illini. But they've been good this year. And they have a lot of those pieces that we talk about. So they're a team at 8-1, to one, I think, have a chance at possibly making – Uh, the final four. So I'm with you. Like, I don't think Creighton's going to win the national title this year. So going from what, where they would be at, um, I don't know what it is right now. Let's see Creighton at 30 to one. Like realistically, I don't think they're going to win it. Do I think they can make the final Mm -hmm. four plus 650? Yeah. That's not the same value as 30 to one, but it's a bet that I think is going as a higher probability of actually hitting and making me some money. And it's still decent odds. Yeah, and you even have hedging opportunities if they make the Elite Eight. Because obviously, if they're going to be in that game, you will still be guaranteed some money. You can play both sides because they're not going to be, you know, plus 700 in that game. One would think, unless maybe they're playing UConn. I still don't think that would be uh, the case. After seeing last night's performance from Dalton Connects, God, like the narrative for Tennessee and Rick Barnes is so strong. Like I said before, Rick Barnes is 117 years old and the narrative has existed for so long that he can't get it done in the big games that it's hard for me to overlook. But every single time I watch Tennessee play, Don Connect is, what do the kids say? He is him. He had 39 points last night against Auburn. He is the type of guard that you need in March, who is a guaranteed bucket and a proven closer. You need the closers in college hoop. So I like Tennessee, but I understand the complaints against them. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.